Hello, you have now entered into Secure Sessions with Shelby Jamise. During this episode, we will have a devotional moment where we glean from the text, Matthew chapter 28, verse 1, as it resonates with Mental Health Awareness Month. It is my prayer that something said during this moment will uplift and inspire you as we charge each other to live and to pursue our Hallelujah. 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 Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I hope everybody is doing well. So this is a different episode slash devotional moment um, for Secure Sessions with Shelby Jamise. So hello, I'm Shelby. <laughs> um, and today we're just going to be gleaming or gleaning, excuse me, from a text, Matthew 28. Yes, Lord. Um, which I feel like many of us have read over the course of our various, you know, um, Easter or Resurrection Sunday celebrations, programs, and things of that nature. But I believe that there is a quick word, devotional word, for those who um, will find hope from Matthew 28. Early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, some versions say as it began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. Let's read that again. For an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, this emblem of death, this emblem of darkness, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him and they fell into a dead faint. Then the angel spoke to the women. Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead just as he said would happen. Come see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead and he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The woman ran or women ran quickly from the tomb. Let me read that again. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grabbed his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to him, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee and they will see me there. That was Matthew 28 verses 1 through 10. Amen. Morning over morning. That is a topic or a title for this devotional moment. Morning over morning. Choosing day. Choosing life over grief, choosing life over death, choosing life and light over darkness, choosing joy over sadness, morning over morning. Good morning to you, right? Given that it is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, and to be honest, given that I have been dealing with some bouts of, you know, um, mental angst over at least a few days ago, I was definitely dealing with it. God really charged me to read Matthew 20, 28 along with some other scriptures within the Bible. 
um, that I have read before, but I never read it from an angle of a mental health perspective. And so here we have it in Matthew chapter 28, where um, the two women were at the tomb, understandably so, because they were dealing with the loss and their grief of losing Jesus, for they thought that he was dead, understandably so. Grief has a way of making you forget the promise over life, right? The promise that, um, yeah, over life. Depression has a way of making you forget the promise that is within life. Anxiety has a way of making you forget the promise that's within life. And I believe that both the disciples and the women who I would argue are disciples, amen, as well, um, they all dealt with anxiety. They all dealt with doubt. They all were de dealing with grief because of the loss. And I will honestly argue because of how they lost Jesus. Jesus was crucified. That was a brutal murder, <laughs> period. Jesus did die. Amen. But it was also the way in which he died. Um, he was murdered as well. So there was this element of trauma that all the disciples were experiencing and fear that they were experiencing um, because of what they had experienced with Jesus being gone. And granted, they loved Jesus. They loved Jesus. They walked with Jesus. Jesus performed miracles and they were the ones who saw Jesus doing this, you know, had a front row view to it all. So, of course, they were feeling grief. They were feeling um, anxious. They were feeling they might have even been feeling anger um, and doubts, but the two women, they went to adorn the body of Jesus in the tomb, right? And while they were there, they were met by an angel of the Lord who told them, why are you looking for the living among the dead? For Jesus has risen from the dead as he said he would, period. And I love how the angel of the Lord rolled aside the stone and sat on it. Because I believe that's the first depiction of victory over death that we see, even in this text, even after or after the resurrection, of course. Um, and it shows forth this idea of intentionality of choosing life over death. And I love how there's so many action words within this text where the angel of the Lord tells the women to go quickly and tell the disciples this. Run, go quickly. Some some versions even say run and tell the disciples about the good news, right? They were the first. These women were the first to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's a word in itself. Amen. Um, but again, with these action words, it shows forth the intentionality of choosing life, of perpetuating life, of perpetuating goodness in the earth, even though they have went through this terrible time, right? In their human experience, it, feel, it felt like all hope was gone, that they were lost. There was no need for them to even live life, right, anymore. Um, they might have felt terrible. They probably felt terrible, right? Um and yet the angel of the Lord says, no, like Jesus is alive as he said he was going to be. And he is alive. So I need you to go tell the disciples this. And while they're going, that's where Jesus meets them. Yes. Thank you, Lord. While they're going, while they're making the decision to press forward with this news, with this promise, with this word that Jesus had already told them. While they continue to go perpetuate this promise, this word that was spoken 
over them, over Jesus's life to them from Jesus. That's where Jesus meets them. So it shows that on this journey of you choosing joy intentionally, right? Jesus is going to meet you. Holy Spirit is going to be there. Holy Spirit is going to be with you as you choose life because God is life. God is life, right? I had the opportunity of spreading or of saying this word um, maybe two weeks ago now of this idea of Jesus being the logos, which is the intelligence of Christ, but it also represents the tangible form of God's word being here on earth, right? And actually walking and talking with us and how Jesus is literally the word to hold on to, the capital word, W-O-R-D, um, to hold on to. So sometimes all you have is a word, even in your pressing circumstances, even in your moments of mental anguish, even in your moments of doubt, even in your moments of confusion, all you have is a word to hold on to. And baby, that's valid. And I know sometimes it's hard to just hold on to a word, but know that that word is going to meet you. Mm, hallelujah. The word is going to meet you. It's going to meet you. And not only is it going to meet you, but it's going to comfort you. And all we have to do is hold on to the word. And while we're holding on to the word, spread it. All you got to do is disseminate the word, this word of hope, this word of life, this word of joy. Because at the point of you spreading the word, the gospel, the truth, <laughs> that's where truth literally reveals itself to all. And life will have to become better. It has to become better at that point. And I know for some who might be like me many years ago, but even now, I still deal with bouts of grief, right? And sometimes it um, causes me to become silent and it causes me to think and it causes me to become sad and stuff like that, right? But we have to understand, like, there's life after grief. There's life after death. And... The resurrection of Jesus Christ validates, I believe, the death that he undergirded for us. He decided to die, y'all, so that we might live. He decided to die so that we might tap into that everlasting joy, that everlasting peace that he so easily provides to us as children of God. Peace, joy are our birthright, period. And as Hebrews 11 and 6, the second portion of it, of course, says Jesus rewards those or God rewards those who diligently seek him. And I said this on TikTok the other the other day. But so many times we say that scripture and thinking that the reward will always be material, like a material possession. And I'm just at this point in my life where. While, yes, material possessions are great, but that is not my aim anymore. My aim is to seek the face of God so that I can be in the presence of God, so that I can become fully aware of all the authority that I have as a child of God, as well as all the many blessings that I can have as a child of God, like peace, like joy, like assurance, like affirmation and confirmation, because I have to do life from the affirmation that God so easily sings over me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know what Zephaniah 3 and 7 says, right? He quiets our fears with his love, with his affirming love, 
with his affirming love. We know what Psalm 23 and 5 says, he will anoint our head with oil where our cup runneth over. Yes, David was talking about um, the honor that we receive by sitting at the Lord's table. But I would even argue that this oil that David was talking about was an oil of joy and gladness. Because we know that in the presence of God, there is a fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. That is our portion as children of God. So it's my hope that those who might be like the two Marys, those who might be like the disciples right after Jesus's death, who are filled of doubt, full of doubt rather, full of faithlessness, full of mental anguish, that there will be something to hold on to, a word, the literal word, Jesus, or a word, a promise to hold on to that life will not always be like this. And that is a cliche saying, but life cannot just be sad all the time. It just can't. And I refuse for my life to just be sad all the time with me being a child of God, period. Okay. Um, another scripture that stood out to me was also 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 and 11. And it's talking, Paul talks about godly sorrow versus worldly sorrow. And I think an indication of whether or not you're going through a situation that is not of God is that it perpetuates and produces worldly sorrow. And we know in that verse, Paul argues that worldly sorrow um, produces a lack of repentance. And we, when we talk about a lack of repentance, essentially that just means, repentance just means changing your mind. There is a renewal of your mind where you change your mind and then change your ways. There has to be a change in your mind before you change your ways. There has to be a way in which you shift your thinking before you shift your movement. Your mind, your heart has to shift in order for the movement of God to perpetuate in your life. And that's simply what repentance is. So I don't always look at sin in this traditional scope. Yes, we know what the Bible says of what sins are. Okay. But I would charge us to understand that sin is an orientation issue, meaning it's all about relationship. Sin is you being outside of the presence of God, whatever that is, if God is life, if God is joy, if God is peace, anything that's opposite of those things is not of God. So when we talk about lack of repentance that perpetuates modes of sin or a lifestyle of sin, that just means that our life, our mind, our heart has to submit to being changed by God so that we can be literally in the presence of God and tap in the fullness of who God is. God's goodness is not contingent upon how good or how quote unquote bad we are. God's goodness is not contingent upon our definition of good. And I thank God for it, right? God is going to be good regardless. <laughs> and his goodness is always going to supersede our definition of what we think good is. So there's hope there. 
there's peace there. There's love there. So it is my prayer for those who are going through seasons where death just seems to be everywhere, where hopelessness seems to just be everywhere. It's my prayer that God will restore your mind by anointing your head with oil. It's my prayer that God will help you understand that God is there with you. God is with you. God will never leave you. We serve the great I am that I am. He's all knowing. He's all wise. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. So I'm decreeing this over your life as we decide to choose morning over morning. <laughs> May God continue to bless your pursuits as you pursue for your morning and let go of morning. Okay? Because God wants you to bask in the sun. S-O-N. Amen. I'm decreeing and declaring that you are about to tap into a season of resurgence and resurrection, as well as renewal. The gloom, the heartache, and confusion will be brightened up and erased as God's favor and love enlightens you. Pursue your mourning. Press in and connect with the sun as you bask in the never-ending love of Christ. It is beginning to dawn. Trust the one that controls your day. Trust the one that truly comforts you during your night seasons. May you have faith to withstand and endure. Just know that your enduring has an expiration date. May God propel you into a season where you expect the great unexpected. Hallelujah. Anxiety, anguish, shame, and defeat will not be your portion anymore. Jesus arose from the grave so that you may arise from your pain. Arise, rise, 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 rise. Lean into the word, the tangible living word, Jesus. There's confidence there. There's hope there. But arise. And choose morning over morning. Love y'all much. This was different, but I just really wanted to do this because I needed to do this. So I pray you all have a wonderful day. Much love to you all. If there's anything I can do, if there's any prayer requests that you might have, please feel free to contact me by DMing me on one of those pages, Secure Sessions, the podcast, or Shelby Jamise. I am on Instagram as of now. So Love y'all much and have a blessed day. Choose morning over morning. Bye.